0: After these things, Jesus went away to the other side of Galilee. That was, again, after the miracle. And a large crowd was following him because they were watching the signs that he was performing on those who were sick. But Jesus went up on the mountain and he sat with his disciples. And now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was near. So Jesus, after raising his eyes and seeing the large crowd was coming to him, he said, Philip. Where are we going to buy bread so that these people may eat? But he was saying this to test him, for he himself knew what he intended to do. And Philip answered him and said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not enough for them for each just to receive even a little. And so we'll just stop right there for a second and talk about that. Philip, you, we just got to see, he asked Philip a question, and he, and he did it to test him. Hey, Philip, there's 5,000 people. Gosh, where are we going to get the bread to feed these guys? Your Bible says, and he said this to Philip, testing him, knowing what he was about to do. What kind of test could you imagine was happening to Philip that, in that moment? Think about it for a second. What, 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 kind, of, what kind of test... Why was the test for Philip so significant and why did Philip need to pass the test? And maybe the test was thinking that it was his responsibility to provide. Hey, Philip, you know, I kinda know you struggle with things like this, natural things becoming supernatural. Hey, let's feed the 5,000. How? We don't have money. We don't have the natural things that we need. I know, Philip, that's why I'm targeting you. Let's do a miracle. Ah, I don't know how. It is a test, isn't it? If you can overcome the same test that Philip's about to overcome, then God uses Philip to distribute and then to gather 12 baskets of leftovers when they had zero to begin with. You get to be involved with God and partner with God for someone else's miracle if you can position yourself to come out of obligation and sentiment and calling it love. So Philip answered him, remember, 200 denarii, we don't have enough. He actually says that, it's not enough. And the Lord's like, exactly. His mind was focused on the natural realm, and Jesus wasn't thinking that way at all. It's true that God, as I mentioned, wants us to be compassionate, but gosh, we've all got blind spots that the Holy Spirit's trying to reveal to us, and often the very perspective that the Holy Spirit's trying to bring to us is that the natural things actually are a prophetic sign of what we need in the Spirit anyway. And in this case, and with most of the miracles that Jesus does, that's always the case. There's always a spiritual connection to the natural miracle that he's doing in their life. If someone's blind, he's looking for a Pharisee to go, hey, what's worse, that that person was blind or that you're all being led by blind guides, these Pharisees. There's always a supernatural, spiritual understanding of what Jesus is trying to do in the natural Really, these 5,000 don't just need a meal. They need an encounter with the bread of, bread of life that will usher them into eternal perspective. This also means that there's a big difference, as I mentioned, from operating in sediment and, and those types of things and really hearing the compassion of, of the Lord and being led by the Lord. And so um, let's talk about the boy. So I mentioned Philip, and that's sort of his test Um, The cool thing about Philip's experience is he doesn't have to be perfect um, to be used by God. God's going to use him anyway. And I feel like sometimes I'm Philip in my own story or in someone else's story. And the Lord challenges me to get beyond the natural constraints. But what about the boy? The boy shows up. You ever thought about that? Find yourself as the little boy in someone else's miracle. I just woke up this morning. That's really all I have to give to the situation. And gosh, uh, yeah, that's kind of, I guess I was in the right place at the right time, he may have said, 20 years later, 30 years later when he's grown up. That was wild. You ever think about that? I'm just, I'm, I, I go through this kind of stuff. And this is kind of how I, I'm the Philip in the story on one day. And in the next, I'm, I'm the boy. And I'm like, gosh, what it was like to show up with, goose eggs and watch the Lord do something amazing. And gosh, I was just sort of on my way home with something. I don't know if he caught the fish that day. I don't know if he was given that. I don't know if he was entrusted to go home where he was, but he got intercepted by the Lord. He was just as um, the right person for the job as Philip was. Chosen by the Lord, there's the boy. You ever been that guy? Ever been the boy in someone else's story where you just show up and the Lord goes, now, pray for him. Now, encourage him. And you felt like totally unqualified and the Lord goes, that's why you're the perfect one. That's why you're the chosen one. No, just me. Sometimes I'm the Philip in the passage. Other times I'm, I'm the boy and, and I just love that boy was handpicked for that miracle. John 6, verse 8 goes on to say, One of his disciples, Andrew Peter, uh, Simon Peter, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fishes, but what are these for so many people? And Jesus said, Have the people recline and eat soap. And now there was plenty of grass in that spot. In that place. So the men reclined, about 5,000 in number, and Jesus took the loaves and, after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were reclining. Likewise, also of the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he said to his disciples, Gather up the leftover pieces so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered them up and filled. Twelve baskets with pieces from five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Wow, isn't that crazy? Twelve baskets left over from the boy's little lunch. Just God needing to use just a pure childlike faith. Hey, I know the ingredients that it takes for a miracle. Watch. There's, I, I wish it would have said in Scripture, there's a boy coming. Let's wait for the. How cool is that? My mind goes to when David was the boy with a little lunch, right? He was sent by mama and pop to go feed the brothers who were warring. They were challenging. You know, Israel was being challenged by the Philistines, and there was Goliath whose name means soothsayer and he was just releasing accusations in the spirit you could feel the environment was thick because he was just challenging and there was just he was just the sort of the propaganda of the day filling the atmosphere with accusations and here was a little boy in his moment just coming to bring a tuna sandwich and found myself cutting off the head of accusation in my region. I don't know about you, but I go for moments of reading Scripture like this and go, Lord, I want to be the boy. I want to be the boy in my own story. It reminded me, and then I was praying that this week, and and last, and the Lord goes, you have been the boy several times. He reminded me of one time where my great-grandfather was on his deathbed and great man of faith, getting ready to go home to be with the Lord. And they had given him a meal, he was actually doing good during that part of the day and then then took a turn for the worse after the meal, but uh, he, they fed him and, and uh, he couldn't finish the meal. And he said, I wasn't even there, I wasn't even in the same state I was in California, but there's my great-grandfather, I'm about 5 or 6 years old. I'm in California. He's in a hospital here in Oregon. He couldn't finish his meal and he goes, "Give the rest to Bobby." I mean just those moments. I did nothing to I went to make myself, you know, be forefront on his mind. That was just the Lord saying I, I want to give an inheritance, and we're going to do this through a little thing like a meal. And whether my great-grandfather knew he was passing that down to me, the Lord showed me later, he was giving you more than a meal. He was passing down something he carried, and divine healing was his, a big anthem of his. Psalm 91, a scripture that he quoted, I have it on cassette tape, it's become my favorite. And there's just those moments where we get to receive and, or uh, drink from a well that we didn't dig. And often we don't understand the power of that. And so Jesus takes what little is offered back to the story and multiplies it. And boy, we're on both sides. Sometimes we get to be used and sometimes we're the one receiving something that there's no way we could have planned. It's just the mercy of God. So I love being Philip, who gets to get challenged, and I love being the boy who's in the right place at the right time and gets to partner with the Lord.